This program is brought to you by A to B Media Partners. Be sure to listen to the After Two Beers podcast on Spotify, Apple iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. Also, make sure to visit www.aftertwobeers.com. Welcome to the After Two Beers podcast. I'm Dutch Dalton, joined as always by Kimmy Gibbler. That's me. Now, we are in the first week of August, and that means in 2021, we are being just inundated with Olympic coverage. Yes. Have you been watching the Olympics? I've watched some, yes. What's your favorite event so far? So, I think it's just really badass, the uh, synchronized diving. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, just like how they... They look alike, they're built alike, and they like, I mean, they're spot on. Would it did take away from it if they look drastically different? Like if it was like Shaquille O'Neal <laughs> and, and Kevin the, Hart. It, it, right? <laughs> but the dive I don't was know perfect. that they would have their spins correctly. <laughs> I don't think they would be synchronized so much. Oh, that would be hilarious to see, though. <laughs> <laughs> His would just like, Kevin Hart's would be like, into the water and Shaq's will be like whoosh <laughs> right like when Free Willy jumped over the uh, <laughs> that rock creation <laughs> uh, you know it's Olympics has has produced some very important moments like other Olympics have mm-hmm. Jesse Owens that when he won in front of Hitler and then you've had uh, people that make political statements Simone Biles arguably the greatest gymnast of all time yes pulled out of competitions, and is probably the first person ever to admit that she pulled out because she needed a mental health day. That's awesome, though. Yeah, and I think the support I she's mean, the been receiving. I mean, the woman has been through so much. And, I mean, I think we discussed this one time before, that she's so good that she gets penalized for being so good because they can't even really rate her with the others. Right, right. That's true. She's very good. Uh, another thing that's been interesting is Laurel Hubbard. You know Laurel? I don't know Laurel. Laurel is the first openly transgender person to compete in the Olympics. From she's from New Zealand. Uh, she participated in weightlifting and lost. Okay. She didn't do well, but she performed. But she performed. Yes, it's. Uh, we're not going to talk any more about this one. Okay. <laughs> There's no clever way to answer this one. Right. Yeah. I like when you say she, I'm not sure whether uh she's a she now. Okay. Um she has always felt like a she. Yes. But for the first part of her life, and maybe now even she can stand up to pee. Is that fair? <laughs> and she can sit down to pee. She can do whatever she wants. You know what? I don't know. How, we're going to move on. Anatomically correct, <laughs> I can technically stand up to pee. I just have to push really hard. Uh, push. That, well, yeah. Then, <laughs> then you'll understand about how hard it is to hit that hole <laughs> at night with the lights off. <laughs> Another one that's Which really. What are we talking about here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> how many whiskeys? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, We're right back into it. Here we we go. (laughs) Another interesting point to this year's Olympics. Families are watching from home on television as the venues are empty. Yes. Yeah. It's weird, though. Do you think there's a dad that's like, thank God. 
I'm so tired of these gymnastics events. <laughs> <laughs> and it's you got to think it saved a ton of people money. Oh yeah, I mean yeah. that's not a a cheap flight. No, no. Yep. No, actually, anyway. I uh, kind of. I mean, I was standing over by her, but not like with her. But uh, one of the guys that's in the the track and field, his mother was at where I work. Watching it there at the bar. Oh, I thought your normal job. I'm like, no, she just showed no, up to the watch second it. Job. <laughs> <laughs> Considering uh, I work from home, that'd be real awkward. <laughs> she just showed up. She's like, you got the you USA got Network. I heard you got a big TV. <laughs> <laughs> Another thing that's been interesting about the Olympics this year it's the beds are made out of cardboard to prevent <laughs> shagging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. They, these beds hold up to like 450 pounds, which aside from the women that throw the hammer <laughs> is pretty much every athlete. Like you could get three of them in a bed. Right. And I'm not hating on those ladies because those ladies look like we watched it the other night and I thought these are the people that listen to our show. It's the women hammer throwers. <laughs> Uh, these are my people. They eat pizza and drink beer and throw shit a long way. I mean, technically, I could be one. <laughs> right? You I know, know how to throw a good hammer and eat some pizza and drink beer. <laughs> right, right, right. I, you I'm know, no Olympian, though. Half the Florida stories we read are involved <laughs> with hammer throws. <laughs> Drinking beer and throwing hammers. That's right. It's like the curling of the winter or the summer Olympics. <laughs> now, of all those things, I think the one thing that this Olympics should be known for. It should be known as the Olympics of the ass cheeks. Oh my gosh, right? I have seen more ass in this year's Olympics than when I was watching like MTV's Spring Break in the early <laughs> 90s when the thong was popular. Every event, there's just ass hanging out everywhere. Even if I were good at volleyball, there's no way. You know, people were so offended in the Super Bowl halftime show with Shakira and Jennifer Lopez. Are they watching the Olympics? Right. Now, one of the things that's interesting, do you feel like the uniforms have always been this size or are they getting smaller? I feel like my. I feel like they're getting smaller. Yeah. Like, I, I don't remember seeing that much skin. Who even. designs it? Middle school boys? <laughs> I mean, like, is there excuse that that because it's so hot and but still? No, I, I don't, I don't think, think it has so. anything to do with that. Now, yeah. and here's a perfect example of that. We're going to jump into beach volleyball, as you mentioned, yes, which is uh, one of the easiest ones to know. I mean, they're all swimming, diving, gymnastics. Yeah, um, there's just ass hanging out every. It's like. Bubba Sparks' new video. It looks like Nicki Minaj is going to sing WAP <laughs> at any minute during the highlights. They need a mucket and a mop. <laughs> no, seriously, like, how do you even concentrate on what you're supposed to do when you're constantly having to get stuff out your rear? Right. Now, the Norwegian team, the beach volleyball team, chose to wear shorts when they were competing, and they were fined for it. What? And I'm talking like tight shorts. Like you could like the shorts are still still so tight that if they had a quarter in their pocket, you could tell what year <laughs> what the coin year was, was printed. <laughs> and they still got fined $177 each for wearing shorts. It, man, just to be a little bit comfortable. Well, they got a big supporter 
in pink, the musician. Okay. Yeah, she actually tweeted. She says, I'm very, very, like, enunciated, proud of the Norwegian female beach handball team. Yes. That's the other thing. I didn't I re- realize that there were so many different yeah. names for did, things. Did you know that track and field is now athletics? Like, if you go to bed on it, like <laughs> that's, how, that's how I know. I like to gamble. <laughs> I like to gamble, even on the Olympics. <laughs> and, You've uh, been gambling on the Olympics? Well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Now you feel bad that you haven't been. I kind of do. I'm like, well, I guess I'm going to have to spark up my app again. I bet nothing but Americans. That's the thing. I'm like the Pete Rose of the Olympics. (laughs) You can't really get mad at me. I bet on my own team. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, anyway, um, continuing with Pink, she said that uh, the Norwegian female handball team for protesting the very sexist rules about the uniform. The European Handball Federation should be fined for sexism. Good on y'all, ladies. Yeah, that's how she. Yeah, yeah. Um, I sounded like the most old white man ever when I read that. <laughs> Good on y'all. Good on y'all. <laughs> she said, "I'll be happy to pay your fines for you. Keep it up." That's awesome. Yeah. Now I actually did some research into the uniform, and it is clearly made to show off ass. So the way it's cut, it has to go up the leg. And then on the side, it can be no more than four inches that, like, connects the front to the back. Like, it's clearly designed not to be big. They want it small. Right. If that doesn't sound like, this is clearly like an Epstein sport. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't I'm know. Just... <laughs> if you don't want to watch your mom wearing the uniform, then I don't think. <laughs> Another thing about beach volleyball. Yes. It's on 23 hours of the day. Right. Is there a thousand different teams? You guys have got to be exhausted. <laughs> they're, they're everywhere. I've watched skateboarding for like 20 minutes. That was all I could find it. BMX, I can't find. Archery, I can't find. But women bending over in shorty shorts. If you can't tell me that is not intentional. <laughs> Do you know how many... Uh... Teenage boys are watching the Olympics that don't care about the Olympics. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, we'll talk about that later. They talk about how healthy they are because <laughs> of it. You know how you fix the uniform problem one time? You let the men's heavyweights get their uniforms mixed up with the women's volleyball one time? I was going to say, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I don't know, put a gibbler. Like, if I was good at volleyball, I'm not that build. I don't think that, that little outfit would work out so well they'd have to start blurring <laughs> some stuff out <laughs> those things i need like four of them just to get my balls inside of it <laughs> and i'm not talking about volley <laughs> or the hand ball <laughs> well you know, it depends it depends on how passionate i'm being here <laughs> self-love making Oh, man, the Olympics. Uh, we'll keep watching. Another thing we won't talk about, maybe we'll talk about next week, is you mentioned that a, a local uh, competitor is doing quite well. Very well, We'll yeah. be running for the gold tomorrow, so that's kind of cool. And then there's this other young lady, and I forget her name now, and I, it kills me for forgetting it. 17 years old. She's from Seward, Alaska. There's like 2,000 people there, and she won the gold medal. And then she's going back to high school. 
Oh, wow. Yeah, and it's just, it's a small town. It's like we're surrounded by them here in the Midwest. Yeah. She's like, eh, I got to make sure that I uh, get back in time for the first day of school. Right, in Alaska. Right. You know, because that's where you know that really good swimmers come from. <laughs> a lot of outdoor pools. Outdoor in pools. <laughs> right. All right, Gibbler, it's been a while, but are you ready to jump into some history? Let's do it. All right, now this week our focus is on a park ranger, but not just any park ranger, a guy named Roy Sullivan. Roy Sullivan. Roy Sullivan. Roy Sullivan was born in Greene County, Virginia in 1912. He's the fourth of 11 children. (laughs) He grew up in the Blue Ridge Mountains, so he was really accustomed to the outdoors. Didn't graduate high school. And in 1936, he joined the Civilian Conservation Corps and worked to build the Shenandoah National Park, where he worked until he was retired. Okay. Now, that alone does not earn you a trip to the After Two Beers podcast. (laughs) There's got to be more to it, right? Yeah. It's what he did seven times that makes him a no-brainer for the show. Did he prevent forest fires? No. Well, kind of. Okay. Okay. The man survived seven lightning strikes. Oh, wow. Yes. Oh, my God. And we're going to talk about him. <laughs> so maybe he prevented the forest fire. I mean, surely you've seen the movie The Great Outdoors. Yes. <laughs> Have you seen The Curious ca- Case of the Benjamin Button? Uh-uh. That guy is like one of his roommates. <laughs> and he keeps like, did I ever tell you about the time I got struck with lightning seven times? <laughs> and then they would show it. But yes, I remember because that guy died right, right. before the kids kissed him, right when he was going to go eat the old 76er. Yeah. <laughs> and that's a, anyway, we could do a whole podcast just about the great outdoors. Oh, I love it. Yeah. Now, the first strike occurred in 1942 when Sullivan was on duty in a fire tower in an overlook called Miller's Head in Shenandoah National Park when a thunderstorm hit. Lightning struck the fire tower repeatedly, setting it on fire. You feel like at that point God hates you, <laughs> that he has to strike it repeatedly. <laughs> he said, Not once, right? But like rep- thrice, right? It, he tried to flee, but was struck by lightning a few feet from the tower. It burned a half-inch strip in his right leg, and it hit his toe. You ever like hit your toe with something, and you're like, "Man, that hurts like hell." Oh, always in the middle of the night when I'm like trying to be quiet, go to the bathroom or right. something to do your stand-up pee. Yeah, yeah this guy, pinky toe. I don't want to hear you ever bitch about your toe ever again. <laughs> this guy got hit by a lightning bolt in his toe. It uh, it left a bloody mess and a clean hole through his shoe. Oh, and wow. uh, this is something only this guy can say. Of the seven lightning strikes, he considered it to be the worst. The others <laughs> paled in comparison. Probably well, that was a weak one. That was a nerve damage. <laughs> the, uh, the second strike was 27 years later. He had a good run. He's like, yeah, you know. Then he must have did something. You think this guy does it, does some gambling? I mean, like he has beat all the odds, <laughs> right? <laughs> he's he's a superhero. We just don't know it. Right. Twenty seven years later, in July of nineteen sixty nine, he was on duty again. This time, driving on a mountain road, when lightning struck through an open window of the truck. Whoa! His hair caught fire, and he lost consciousness. <laughs> The out-of-control truck kept... You're laughing. This poor guy has been struck by lightning twice. And it kept rolling, and it came to the stop near the edge of a cliff. <laughs> Picture him. He's like... Every time, like, <laughs> a firework went off, he, like, starts twitching. I'm just... Can you imagine if you were riding with him, and he changed the radio station to country? 
You're like, I told you God don't like country. <laughs> That's the second time. The third time, the following year, Roy Sullivan was simply standing by his garden on his own property when lightning struck a nearby transformer and then jumped to him, knocking him down and leaving slight burns on his left shoulder. Man alive. Yes. Now his third fourth strike came at work again. This guy should be getting hazard pay. <laughs> this guy should be able to tell the, the weather better right. than any meteorologist. Well, he should. It almost killed him. In 1972, he was working in his ranger station. Where is it? This ranger station must be a thousand foot tall in a big <laughs> giant open field that's made out of metal. And uh, he was working in his ranger station when another storm struck. Once again, setting his hair on fire, forcing him to dump damp towels on his head to extinguish the flames. I can't get hair to grow, and this guy get hit by lightning, and his hair still grows. <laughs> in 1973, so this is like four times in four years, he was at work again when he saw a storm cloud approaching. He tried to outrun it, but a lightning bolt hit him. I swear this guy has, he would yeah. think God hates you. Right? Absolutely hates you. This incident led him to believe that there may be something about him that attracted lightning. Probably because he woke up every morning and the first thing he said, he'd take a big stretch and go, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I've never been a fearful man. This is after the fourth one. You'd think after the third one you'd be a fearful man. I've been, never been a fearful man, but when I hear it thunder now, I feel a little shaky. And I pee my pants. <laughs> right. Hey. AJ likes to fall asleep to the sound of thunder. This guy would wet the bed. Oh. <laughs> uh, on June 5th, 1976, Sullivan tried to outrun a storm cloud. He clearly cannot run, first no. of all. Well, he's got a hole in his toe. <laughs> <laughs> that seemed to be following him. He thought the cloud was following I'm telling you. They had been. It struck him again and injured his ankle. His final lightning strike occurred on June 5th, 1977, when he was fishing in a pond. The lightning struck him once again, setting his hair on fire. Again. And burning his chest and stomach. Jeez. Now, it gets better if you think God really hates him. As if that weren't enough, after he was hit, a bear came up to him and tried to steal the <laughs> trout from him that was on his line, prompting Sullivan, already in pain, to strike the bear with a stick and drive it away. You think he went into town, like, people are like, you talking about old man bullshitting Sullivan? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> now, now, he passed at the age of 72. He never had to have... <laughs> What is it? The heart thing that starts your heart back up? Oh, like a uh, like the paddle. Yeah, he Clear. never had to get paddled. <laughs> no. Well, maybe that that's part of the reason he passed. He uh, he fell in love with a woman that didn't care for him, and he shot himself. Whoa! Yes, this just proves God sat up there and goes, "I don't know what I'm gonna do to kill this man." <laughs> And one of the angels goes, send a woman. <laughs> it does it every time. <laughs> send a woman. Send a woman. Can you imagine spending your whole life getting struck by lightning at seven times? And it was the 
it just shows you how important love is to some people. It, that was what took it. That 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 was the end of the end of the life for him. So that's the uh, arguably the most unlucky. Would you call him lucky? I'd say he's just electrifying. <laughs> electrifying. You don't know if it's lucky that he survived them or it's unlucky the fact that he got sh- hit by lightning seven, seven times. times. And seven's supposed to be a lucky number. Yeah, well. Not for him. No. All right, are you ready for some news? Sure. We haven't done any news in a while, so we've got a couple stories, maybe a third, but probably just two because, you know, we're getting back into the swing of things. We've got to knock the rust off. we got to knock the rust off. we got to knock maybe the rust off. Maybe save one of them for next week. There you go. All right, so it finally happened. And I knew I couldn't be the only person that thought of this. But last week in the UK, the police pulled over a reckless driver who was hitting speeds up to 130 miles an hour in her Mercedes G wagon. She claimed she Uh was speeding because she needed to drop a deuce. I think if I was driving 130, I probably would have already dropped the deuce. <laughs> <laughs> that would I mean, make me nervous driving that fast. Every time we see somebody on the road, AJ wants to immediately go into the um, violent driver. What do we call those people? Road rage. Road rage. Oh, yeah. She's she's an angry driver. And I said, well, maybe they got mud butt. Because I always justify <laughs> everything with mud butt. Like, if I'm in a hurry, it's probably because I'm trying to prevent myself from... Pooping. Yeah, exactly. Well, she claimed she was speeding because she needed to use the toilet. More fun. She didn't even have a driver's license. She only had a permit. Oh, wow. Now, here's where they got back. T- they obviously, they gave her a ticket. They seized her car and left her on the side of the road. With and, mud butt. With mud butt. And she had to figure out a way to get home. With no car. All right. Well, here's our second and final story. According to researchers at Harvard University, men should ejaculate at least 21 times a month in order to mitigate their prostate cancer risk. Okay. Yeah. So they're encouraging masturbation is what they're uh-huh. what they're doing here. For this study, which was published in the Journal of European Urology. Just trying to keep the pipes clean. 31,925 men provided their average monthly ejaculation frequencies. Could you now, was this during lockdown? <laughs> <laughs> Your wife's like, what the it's in the name of science <laughs> From the researchers found that men who ejaculate more frequently also slash their chances of developing prostate cancer by a third. They also have to watch their so- wash their socks more often. <laughs> right? <laughs> and, uh, this is why you don't see a lot of teenage boys <laughs> with prostate cancer. <laughs> They're keeping that pipe flushed. <laughs> the study's author wrote, we evaluated whether ejaculation... <laughs> I can't even hardly say it. I keep wanting to say evacuation, but it's like... Well, ev- I mean, technically it is. It's evacuation of the testicles. We evaluated whether ejaculation frequency throughout adulthood is related to prostate cancer risk in a large U.S.-based study. We found that men reporting higher compared to lower ejaculatory frequency in adulthood were less likely to be subsequently diagnosed with prostate cancer. Let me shorten that up. If you jack off a lot or have sex a lot... Then you're not as likely to get prostate cancer. Right. It's It's just for your own benefit here. But a reduced chance of getting prostate cancer isn't the only benefit 
of making knuckle babies. <laughs> Ejaculating more frequently has also been found to dramatically reduce feelings of stress and anxiety. <laughs> because you're already battering the witness. <laughs> getting all your stress out. Now, have you found as an adult that you do it more or less? Less than like when I was in my teens? Yeah. Oh, definitely more. Definitely more. Yeah, I really didn't in my teens. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know when you discovered it? In my 20s. You took to your 20s? Yeah. Man, you're a slow developer. It must be a woman thing. I don't know. Yeah. When a guy fi- like figures it out originally, <laughs> at first, like the first it. time it's a little weird. <laughs> and after that, it's like you can't keep your hands off of it. <laughs> it's like when you download a new video game and you just play it all the time for a while. <laughs> Can't wait to go home to play it again. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's uh, it's an easy game. No one's hurt <laughs> by it, except the laundry. <laughs> uh, in addition to decreased feelings of pain, uh, secretion of your endorphins leads to feelings of a euphoria, a modulation of appetite, and the release of sex hormones, and it also enhances your immune response. And anyone who's rolled over to sleep once they've done the deed will know that ejaculating is also a (laughs) well-known sleep aid. It's not just a myth. When you ejaculate, your body releases hormones like prolactin and oxytocin, which makes you drowsy and ready for a well-earned rest. So all you guys out there, all you have to do is turn over to your lady right now and say, hey, this is for us to just feel better. (laughs) Live longer, feel better. Right. I even heard you lose some weight if you just take it. Right. <laughs> That's what you can you can drop the whole thing. You say you want me to live longer, and you tell me to cut out cheeseburgers. <laughs> well, maybe you should be taking uh, you know one for the team too. <laughs> a little shot of penis. If I'm giving up cheeseburgers. You're taking sausage. <laughs> <laughs> now it's funny about the sleep thing because I've had people say like, "Oh, I can't sleep," and I'm always like, "You just got to take a shot and rub one out." It just proves that I'm right. Right? I'm prick. I'm practically a doctor. I said prick. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Anyway. All right, Gibbs. Well, we're going to get back to doing this weekly, and I mean it this time. And this was just, uh, I don't know, we had fun. Absolutely. Yeah. We always have fun. Yeah, it's a good time. All right. Well, I guess we'll talk to them all next week. After TV. Yeah.